1: you are watching and listening to tags live aka talk about gay sex the live edition and i'm your host stevie this is episode 405 alongside cody marie Doggett showing the cleavage tonight how you doing oh. cody
2: these old things hello darling how are you doing today <laughs>
1: i'm doing good i see I we've mean, got yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little something for the girls out here yes
1: hello. absolutely we have got a jam-packed show on this october 5th when we record it we're live streaming in front of a virtual audience hello to everybody feel free to chat in the comments section a little bit later in the show we are bringing up two of the creators of a brand new short film called last call can't wait to bring them up get into their film the inspiration we're talking male escorts we're talking daddy issues all that Mm, good stuff mm. coming up a little bit later in the show but before we go we've got to talk about you know we've got a lot to talk about cody but it's fall it's autumn And I wanted to talk with you and Jeremy on the show the other day about fall goals, plans, anything you're looking forward to. I always like to kind of reset each season and look forward to certain things. For summer, it was the summer of fun because Mm -hmm. after a broken ankle, I was getting out in the city and I did so much and I documented it all summer long. And I had a fabulous summertime. I can't Tell you enough about it. You were there for parts of it, including roller skating in Central Park. Oh yeah! So but and then I'll just tell you really quickly what I'm looking forward to this fall. I've got tr- I'm finally back to travel post pandemic, and I'm going to a friend, college buddy's wedding in Puerto vallata actually in Nayarit, the state oh, of Nayarit, which that. I'm really excited about. It. It's an all white wedding, and I feel like Billy Idol. And I got this top that is long and flowy, but it's cool. It's sleeveless and it crisscrosses. But what I didn't realize is it shows my stomach off. And I am on a In the
2: wintertime?
1: in mexico oh it's-
2: oh yeah okay you're right you're right come on now
1: <laughs> it's going to be showing my abs which i don't currently have right now and i'm on a six-week diet workout regimen to get to that and it started monday and i'm as f and we are but we're going down the path i will make it work nice. one way tim gunnett and i'm excited <laughs> i will think pick- just for you guys watching and let you know my progress, you can follow us at Tech's Podcast. But what's your some of your autumn 2022 goals, inspirations?
2: You mean besides pumpkin spice lattes? That's that's, that's the main thing, basically. Okay, Christian
1: <laughs> Walker. We're be talking- oh my
2: God. I, I, I'm leaving now. <laughs> I can't believe I like something that he likes. Like, what? what we're going to get into it. But yes, I'm also looking forward to. Uh, Being able to go and meet and spend Thanksgiving with Joe's family. It's going to be so wonderful. Also for, you know, just to be with my family and to be with my loved ones. And just to do the things that, you know, I really enjoy doing during the fall. There's not a whole lot. I really love the summer the most. So I'm like, I'm just going to be in my house watching cartoons or whatever. But uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Alan W. watching us live because we're streaming live says... Steve, post pictures of the shirt after the wedding. Want to see it? Sounds sexy. I will. Oh, yeah. I'll post as leading up to it. I have no choice. My sister, who I'm going with, said, you're very daring doing setting an outfit out that shows everything. And, you know, that's but goals. You got to have goals. So I'm looking forward that's to right. it. I will post It'll keep you it. nice and tight. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, we've got to get into the hot topic that has been purveying the entire political sphere and we don't really talk about politics here on a gay sex podcast but when it coincides and crashes and these days it has been we're talking about christian walker the social media guy who's been posting on tiktok and we talked the last time we talked about christian walker who is gay who is also extremely far right republican christian he says this all in his videos who lived in la who recently relocated to miami because he couldn't stand california's woke his words and liberal values he's embracing governor desantis and praising him for him for all the things he's doing for Uh, banning books about LGBTQ. Don't say gay. You don't say gay. What I didn't realize is he's the son of Herschel Walker. And I follow my politics. And it's so weird that I didn't know this until last night. We'll tell you in a second, if you haven't been following the story, Herschel Walker's running for state Senate in Georgia against Raphael Warnock Mm -hmm. and Um, Herschel Walker is Republican, former NFL football player for like the NFL, uh, for (laughs) the Cowboys. Oh, really? And for a few other, I wrote him the Minnesota Vikings. I wrote down the Philadelphia Eagles, so on and so forth. Not a lick of political background, but is running for state Senate. Why is he running And so far along, because he's now up in the primaries, Mm -hmm. is because Donald Trump put him there and endorsed him. So I didn't realize Christian Walker was the son of him until yesterday when it all came out. So the father, Herschel Walker, has Mm -hmm. come down on Roe versus Wade and says that he does not stand for abortion at all. And, And that includes rape and incest. he came out strong however we found out yesterday that he apparently and there is receipt you guys that he bought gave money to his ex-girlfriend to get an abortion and also the other receipt is a card where he said i hope you get well soon his signature his handwriting the daily beast has shown the facts on that wow it's pretty clear and cutthroat Christian Walker who is conservative we just said that is coming down on his father for saying things like he was an absentee father and that essentially he was he's baby or he's been the father of four children mm-hmm. by different moms and he has not he's been absent for all of them and Christian says he is him and his mother are the way they are and been suffering it affected me, he says, mm-hmm. with a father that's been absent at ab, absentee father, this is why he is the way he is. so it really Cody gave me insight to why Christian is so obnoxious <laughs> and out loud because oh, you said it he basically <laughs> has stated, I come from a broken family, and we all yeah. know that Sometimes when people come from broken families, it can come out that way. Mm -hmm. But what I think is poetic justice is he's actually going to be doing the Democratic Party good by coming out against his father. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping in the end that we actually get more Senate seats because people will vote for Raphael Warnock over his dad. And he's actually doing us a favor by coming out against his dad. What were your thoughts when you heard about this?
2: Who would have thunk it? First of all that <laughs> Christian Walker would be doing us a favor and number and then this is that I would actually be agreeing with him on anything. Like this guy is so like you said obnoxious. His viewpoints are so backwards and I can't I can't even believe some of the things that come out of his mouth because he is so against all of he calls them Christian values, and he's so against all the things of, about progression. You told me a story about how he was upset in a Starbucks because they were they d- were displaying pride flags still, and it was past. I guess it was July when this altercation <laughs> happened, and he was talking to Keilani who I love. I love her new uh, album, and that, that, Ooh, that song, I got to get it. Alter, it's so good, you have to listen to it, but. He didn't know that he was that Kehlani was there and warning all of the, the people that worked there, the employees, about him, that he was this idiot from TikTok. And he went in there and confronted him. They had a whole confrontation. It was yeah, just. Yeah, because horrible. he was
1: essentially saying, why does this Starbucks have all these gay pride flags, LGBTQ flags? Mm hmm. Several weeks after Pride, but why don't they have an American flag? And he was all up on about Americana and they need to post an Americana. And it was just obnoxious. And because they don't have to, motherfucker, they don't have to do anything they don't want to. And they can keep Pride flags up all year round some people be, keep christmas lights up all year round do we get mad at them do we call them out no we drive by we nod and we go oh they still got their christmas lights up oh oh well take you a picture do next whatever you want and no and fuck off christian but he's oh, yeah. helping the cause right
2: now so i'm kind of secretly happy but I thought that it was really great that he actually spoke up against his father and called yes. him out because he still has pictures up with him and his father on his Instagram. I looked at it today and I was dumbfounded that he could actually speak out against his father. And, but I guess it's his dad. So there's the, there's these multiple feelings that you have when it comes to your family, they can do you wrong and you can still love them no matter what. And Herschel Walker has actually come out and said, that he still loves his son, no matter what. So I will see how this pans out. I really hope that it is good for the Democratic Party, like you said. And hell must have froze over because I agree with Christian Walker. <laughs> I
1: know you kind of get a little insight onto his background, and I'm secretly here for this Real Housewives real life drama, I know, right? Is playing out in front of us. We will continue to talk about it. I'm sure. All right. Well, we've got to talk. Move on. Um, You know there is a recent king king the the title excuse me i'm getting all the kingpins in alleged counterfeit hiv drug ring have been nabbed so gilead sciences we all know they do prep truvada discovered two kingpins Thought to mastermind the ongoing counterfeit HIV medication scheme. So it's this pharmaceutical company scored a big win in their fight to stop the distribution of counterfeit bottles of HIV drugs produced under their name. And on September 28th, the U.S. District... Judge Ann Donnelly issued an order to freeze the assets of more than 50 defendants newly added to Gilead's ongoing lawsuit targeting people accused of operating the nationwide scheme. Mm -hmm. Reuters actually reported that two of the newly added defendants are alleged kingpins Lazar Roberto Hernandez, who is currently under house arrest for other counterfeit and money laundering charges, and Armando Herrera, Gilead was able to identify the two men by matching the approximate locations of their disposable burner cell phones with their flight records. So what's interesting, what's crazy about this is that I'm glad they caught them is can you imagine for some of if you were taking meds to save your life that were counterfeit and who knows what the hell they are. I'm just so glad that You know, the one thing we can say about the U.S. is we are on top of this kind of espionage thing when it's going Mm -hmm. on. There are people. That's why there are cameras everywhere. And I'm not mad at it sometimes because it's (laughs) I am not mad at it because to catch. I hear what you're saying. This is like you said off camera earlier. It's so lascivious to think that people would do that. I mean, it's happening with. Uh, fentanyl
2: every mm-hmm. day people are losing their lives so what were your thoughts when you heard this I just thought it was so insidious they, they should bury these people under the jail and I'm just so glad that they caught them because yeah. it's despicable what they did and when you mess with something that keeps people alive like healthcare, like this then You you deserve whatever's coming to you. You deserve to be prosecuted to the utmost of the law. So I'm glad they caught them.
1: What's interesting in the story is they never said what it was, what was the drug. So what did they counterfeit it with? Were you taking a placebo? Were you taking something like a fentanyl that could actually kill you? I mean, it's just crazy. Obviously, you weren't taking the meds that you needed to save your life. Yeah. Yeah. That is so frightening and scary and yeah i wonder A movie coming with all of this and yeah (laughs) all right yeah okay moving on and we hope everyone is safe with this we have two more
2: oh do we have anything
1: people are saying before we move on we forget we're live
2: uh alan w says how do people buy the fake prep should Uh, you should be careful of the source of your prescriptions. And I think that they saw, uh, I think you told me offline that they actually sent it to the pharmacy, right? They were distributing it to the pharmacy. I
1: believe so. We didn't get a lot of info on the actual medication, but the company initially warned of counterfeit circulation in August of 2021. And then they filed a civil suit against a network of small drug distributors. So it was their distributors... (laughs) um that we're getting it okay so but you know things can get mashed up and mixed up and I mean pharma is nuts the pharmacy oh that's really scary right exactly yeah absolutely okay I think yes we have time for so uh, this next story I label stupid people doing having public sex and <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's not as gays, it's straight people. So recently oh, there no. was a naked. So, you know, on the show, if we wanted to, there's a site that we follow to get some of our information about and inevitably every week, 2 to 3 times per week there is a story of a naked man roaming around a certain part of the country at okay. random hours of the day it's usually some, during the day sometimes they are at an amusement park sometimes they are in a construction site sometimes they are in someone's backyard and if we run into it's not that interesting to talk about but mm-hmm. for some reason there is a plethora of naked men running around town i don't know if it's mental illness if we've lost our minds if it's covet related who knows i might have paid them
0: (laughs) but they are
1: getting caught left and right well i don't really feel the need to ever talk about this stuff until i saw this latest story where a naked man wearing a pup mask. Now, you know, puppy play pup mask. Oh yeah. Was seen walking around a Virginia neighborhood. What I love about straight up gay porn, Zach, who writes for them, it's a site said, maybe he was on his way to an audition for one of those Helix scenes. And then he wrote, <laughs> nah, too old. <laughs> oh no, we don't, so we, we don't some, age shame here. <laughs> There's some shade at the age. And I think, People were – there was a guy – so imagine this. It's a beautiful fall Sunday as they write morning, and you're driving in your car when suddenly you see a masked naked man standing outside in broad daylight. That's exactly what a Fairfax resident says happened yesterday, and it happened at the corner of Hawthorne Avenue and Belmont Street in an apartment – in front of an apartment building quote me personally i feel traumatized by what i saw said the witness <laughs> who spoke on condition of anonymity he says he was getting gas sunday morning around ten fifteen a.m not when, getting
2: gas yes when he <laughs> saw
1: the masked naked man this weird panic set in like i saw something i shouldn't have seen he said What's this guy doing out there? He shouldn't be doing this. It was very strange, adding that the mask on it made it even worse. I really didn't understand what was going on. I think... <laughs> so, what in the world? And I was telling you offline that I think he was... That's like a got, Day in New York, This by just the way. happened the other... So it was a Sunday morning. Last <laughs> Sunday morning, I believe, or two Sundays ago, was Folsom. Folsom festival in San Francisco, yeah. I think he got his... He mixed up and he woke up and thought, Oh, shoot, it's Folsom Street Fair. And let me put on my mask and run out, which is acceptable at the Folsom Street Fair. He just forgot to get oh, on I his flight go. and make his way over to SFO and go to the actual festival. He was just 30,000 miles away.
2: That's it. It happens. Not- it, it happens. happens. It's I put happened on me. a cock ring <laughs> all the
1: time. And I'm like, Where are you going, Steve? You're going to Whole Foods. Take off the damn cock ring. Nobody cares.
2: Take off Wait the a harness. Minute. Grocery. Shopping. That's how you get a man, honey. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> and Whole Foods. Oh, you got money. Okay. <laughs> you better do it.
1: Or Trader Joe's. But yeah, <laughs>
2: Trader Joe's is just as lovely. Trader Joe's is just. What as is lovely. going on? Have we people lost their mind? I think so. I think that a lot of people are just have been cooped up for so long in their homes and now they don't know how to act outside. So yeah, if it was me, I might have been naked as well, but I've, I've learned from previous experiences that I probably shouldn't be doing that. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) what do you think? (laughs) I agree
1: with you. I think people are not as smart. We were going to report it. We don't have enough time, but there was another story about people having sex in Ohio at an amusement park. One was had, One girl had her hand down her boyfriend's pants and stroking his dick. Another Mm -hmm. one had sex on a Ferris wheel. At the same amusement park. They're, they both got caught. If you're going to have outdoor sex, take a note from the gays. Don't get caught unless you're That's George right. Michael. Unless you're George Michael and you can afford to write a song about it and call it outside. If you can't do that like George Michael did. You have no business having outdoor sex and doing it in public. That's my last word. I, I swear. love that song. It's oh one of yeah. my favorites.
2: Let's go outside.
1: We I'll read some of the comments when if you can bring up our guests. Okay, for our, good. Yeah, see if you can do this, Cody, because we're live. <laughs> 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 hey. Hello, hey, hello. Guys. Oh, it works. Hey. Awesome. Perfect. Well, we want to welcome our special guest, Ryan Chervanko. Did I say that right, Ryan?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And Rosie Soko hey hello hello they are the film editor rosie is the cinematographer and editor and ryan directed and stars in the brand new short film called last call and just to give a little synopsis that you guys wrote about it it's about a new york hustler with the james dean obsession who goes on an escort call with a much older man forcing him to confront his daddy issues and i want to say first and foremost. I watched the film twice. I love the film for Thanks. so much and I love the moodiness of it. I want to talk to you a little bit in a minute, Rosie, about shooting it, but I have to ask you wrote on your website page that the inspiration Ryan came from personal experiences of grief and sex work. Now I know yeah. you directed it. How much of yourself did you bring to the character? And are we talking the sex works or the grief side?
3: Uh, so uh, look, they're interchangeable. No, but um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so
4: I, I, I uh, grief and sex work. They 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 go together. Like they do. Yeah, the no, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> The
3: the script was written by my friend, Joey Merlot, who's a wonderful playwright. And this was his first screenplay. And he and I were looking for something to make together and we're both um, huge Tennessee Williams fans. So we were kind of like brainstorming about stuff like that. And then I remembered, (laughs) I remembered I had this experience where, you know back back in the day when uh i wasn't making as much uh money off of acting i would do uh, art modeling okay and i used to get some I used to get some art modeling gigs off of craigslist and uh yeah, don't were, we miss craigslist <laughs> art <laughs> modeling it was. so anyway so i found this one ad one day and it was, uh, you You remember, like, there would be pictures and then it would be the, I mean, I guess you still do that, just not with um, sex, but uh, it was like a bunch of like, uh, guys with pompadours, like James Dean types, things Ooh, like that, you know, uh, love it. what's his name, Patrick Swayze, shit like that. And yeah. the ad was, the ad was, um, I want, like, masculine men with great hair, pompadours, 1950s style. And I want you to come over and I want to style your hair. Oh,
4: that was
3: that was the kink. And um, I went over to this much, much older gentleman's house uh, apart, you know, apartment in the Upper East Side or something. And he styled my hair for hours and um, told me stories and all of this stuff and then it uh, went somewhere else and I, I declined to go farther, but right. um, anyway, um, you know, it was a very strange experience and um, we took the idea of that and combined it with, uh, you know, the, the character goes, is going through this thing with his father and Joey's father uh, recently passed away so we kind of like took uh, those two ideas and made a, a, a new thing about it. And then um, to answer the second half of the question, the character in the um, in the making of the film, I emphasize things I want to do as an actor. I don't think it's really me. I mean, it is me, because it's me, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. it's, more of what I wanted to do as an artist rather than like literally me. Oh,
2: that's amazing. I love that. And I also (laughs) love how Last Call is so raw and nuanced. Can you tell us a little bit about your process and choosing to make it so grounded? And and it just really felt gritty. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? You know, I
3: directed it, but Rosie was totally um, my co creator, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's, she's the visuals. And that's obviously, it's a film. Yeah, (laughs) so and and Rosie has so much to do with the mood that you were talking about earlier. So why don't you answer Rosie?
4: Well, I think that it really has a lot to do with the fact that we were just doing something We, we were we had worked on other things before. But you know, Ryan and I, as a, I think as a, like a philosophy, we believe that everybody's, we are living in like a really cool, you know, where, where everything's like democratic. Like you can, you know, get a fucking iPhone or whatever the hell you have, and you can tell a story. And that was exactly where we were at. We were like, you know, I think that I'm really pr- the most proud of that idea that I think that there's so much tech shit, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's bro and it's masculine and it's all these people that have all these ideas about technology. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, let's do this because that's what you want everybody to do this, you know? And we just, uh, even though we have a lot of, you know, Orion is an incredible actor. I have a lot of, you know, background in, um, you know, photography and lighting and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. We just made this thing. It was the winter. We were in a quarantine and we just, we just did it. And, And, you know, we had a crew of like,
3: uh, five, it was like five people,
0: yeah, and,
3: and we've been we've been to some festivals, and we're not throwing shade at the other films, but it's like these these things have crews of like forty. It's like it's a short film, baby. It's a wow. short film. We were, like,
4: what the fuck? We man? were watching some of the films on the film festivals that we've been in. There's like five hundred people. Yeah. Wow. We have like five. We had
3: five. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so clear that people spend. I mean, when people tell me they're spending 30 grand or 50 grand, I'm making it short. I'm just like, not only is that, I don't know anyone with that money. I don't know where I would get that money, but it's kind of against my, like, I wouldn't even need that money to tell something so and raw that
1: Absolutely. I.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, one of the things, Rosie. <sighs> Yeah, oh, I, I was just
1: going to say that um, I love that and that gives me such inspiration to just do it because I'm a wannabe filmmaker and all that so thank you for that honestly um, one of the things though, there is you mentioned it Ryan a mood and a coloring particularly yeah. those scenes in the apartment we don't want to give away too much but the scenes yeah. in the apartment with the You're the escort, Ryan, in the scene. And it's the client who's of a certain age, African-American actor who is brilliant. And from the (laughs) music and every... Keith James!
4: Keith James!
1: Love that. (laughs) He was
4: so incredible. Yeah.
1: What can you talk about that? Just that vibe that you brought and the grittiness of Brooklyn?
3: Well, uh, the you know part of the part of the script is that well it's it's like what happened to me in real life it's like an uh escort or someone who's going somewhere to do something gets uh involved with this incredibly eccentric older man and uh for the for his house and that kind of feel uh Rosie was just cat sitting at this place. <laughs> I want to go to that house. At, at, at this insane place, this like, this like four story mansion, essentially in Bushwick with um, uh-huh. their, are they're antiquers. So there's like all these like wow. lion skin rugs and dead stuffed hawks and a wow. very Hitchcock bizarre, you know, so it, it fit the the client's the character is you know he's a former wig maker on broadway so it just fit in this like eccentric theatrical kind of old-fashioned style but that was all there we didn't even it was just there
4: i think that, <laughs> I didn't that's, the that, that's that's what it is about making a film though like things that's why everybody should just do it because yeah it just it just leads you where it wants you to go you know um we had this weird house, and it was just, you know, there, there's kismet always involved.
3: And then, you know, together, we wanted to make a... The, the dangers of the s- script is that it leans into, like, trauma. Yeah. And,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and kind of, like, sadness, or, you know, this type of... But we wanted to create the the character of, like, you know, he's a 30-something sex worker in Bushwick and he thinks he's, it's like, he thinks he's fucking hot shit and he likes it. He likes doing yeah. that. It's not mm-hmm. this, like he's sad and this is what, you know, a, a last resort or whatever. Um mm-hmm. But we it's did want to, yeah. Yeah. You know, from Maya, uh, we, we filmed in my apartment and then we're on the streets of Bushwick a lot and we shot in a local bar and we did want to get that feeling, you know, and it was fucking, it was like late February so, but we did want to get that feeling in addition to the like eccentric, creepy house, we wanted that, you know, it's like the, the raw feeling of Brooklyn that we all know, um, and well- we just
4: We yeah, wanted,
3: yeah use that as
4: wrong we wanted it to be about intention you know like um <clears throat> there's a trauma culture going on now and um all of us that have lived in New York you know why did we come here because it's amazing because the energy is kinetic because this is you know we are we want to push ourselves to the limit um, there's a sadness. There's so many kids running around without a home, without people, without a connection. But yet there's mm-hmm. a part of it that 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 those are the people that I think matter, you know, yeah. like going out on mm-hmm. a limb, coming to a place, leaving leaving your hometown, fucking like doing it. And there's none of that's easy. It's not a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to, we didn't want it to be like about trauma. We wanted it, we wanted it to be about sort of giving that person some respect.
3: We wanted it to be, yeah. about, be about transformation,
2: not
1: trauma. Oh okay. uh, yeah, about get transformation.
3: That. And you get that
1: in the film and all the things that we may or may not leave behind or that we haven't dealt with that like family is a big issue, father is a big issue. I have to ask you, Ryan, though, as a director and star of the film, people always talk about sex scenes and what it's like to perform in a sex scene as an actor. You not only had a graphic sex scene in the film, but had to direct it. What's it like directing yourself in a sex scene?
3: Well, you know, um, there's been a, a big, uh, you know, it's been like the shift towards intimacy coordinators and all
1: yes. this stuff. Yes. We were we talking asked, about it the other code. Mm-hmm.
3: Which is great. I'm
4: that's hurt fantastic. myself. That's, that's
1: <laughs> were you the intimacy coordinator, Rosie? A little
4: more. If there's uh, a great crew, that's not necessary. Um, <laughs> but
3: there's been this, you know, and like, I get it on a on a union set where there's what it's like people need to be protected, but but in something like this it's like, girl we can't even afford to get a fucking whatever <laughs> like we're not hiring yeah. a fucking mm-hmm. and we're all adults and you know it's like talking about this trauma thing, I don't know there's this little sense of everyone's kind of everyone's very it's just like it's sex we adults. Yes. adults yeah we're adults we're like we're artists touch me. You know like wh- go for it like yeah and the film yeah. the, the film's about like we all signed on because the film is about like s- sex like yeah. and what yeah. it brings from life and so the creation of those scenes i mean the other actor is fucking fantastic and was just a joy to work with and whatever and we just kind of um you know we didn't plan it we just as we were uh blocking the scene uh, we just figured out what was what what was best in terms of like artistically aesthetically telling the story and then he and I just uh went for it. So love that. But love you that. know
4: what what's really cool <laughs> about that about that is that I'm a I'm a female cinematographer, right? Mm-hmm. And so like I'm I'm really like in this like Keith had a heart on. It was so yeah. great. Like I oh, love wow. At. I saw like, it. He was really, he was really I, like. I clocked prepared. it. I didn't see it. I got to go back and watch, have it again. watch it. Tony.
1: I got to watch it. And it's I got nice to watch, watch.
4: it for a third time. It's pretty I'm... epic, actually. But for me, I, I think that that's such a cool thing. Like the idea that a woman filmed a gay sex scene because yeah. women actually, you know, if there weren't. All this bullshit, you know, that people are whatever. To see a man in a vulnerable position gives a woman power. It's so incredible for a woman to see. I as a as a as a person that was like filming this, and I was doing all the camera work. I felt so honored. Like it's something it's something that can change you as a woman to see a man in a vulnerable position, getting fucked, you know, penetration, you know, that's really fucking cool because we only think we're penetrated or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and to see a man, it it just changes. It's such a great, I was, I, I, I was so into filming this because I felt like this is what, we need to do in life is just like intermingle with our sexualities mm-hmm. and who we are and what we need to see in our realities. Let's give each other like, let's give each other that. And, and I, you know, I, I never knew that. like that's what I needed to see was gay sex, but man, that kind of set me free in a way. You and came for the came whole the film, right place.
2: But, <laughs> Go ahead, yes. what were you saying,
3: Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> <For the> whole <laughs> For the whole film yeah. with that scene in particular, it's like yeah. yeah, I have some loose suggestions, but like I'm not being like Rosie, put the camera right here and it's gonna be like that. I'm trusting her with that.
4: We work so, together so well yeah, on so that. So it's really like and I trust I wanted her. to honor him and what he wanted to be seen as and how how I could make Keith James feel like be the you know, the you know, I wanted to feel that that man you know yeah. i wanted to feel his loneliness and his need and his desire you know i think that there's something beautiful that a woman can add to that you know we well, shouldn't he got be so... hard
1: in it so clearly you did a good <laughs> job you were his... doing something right <laughs> but
2: that's it
3: but, but that's it's like it's like you're, hey. doing a sex scene with, you're doing a sex scene with another actor like we're all fucking horny or whatever and you get hard like it's right like, hey. you know it's like when i've done when i've done art modeling before it's like I don't think I've ever like got a full on boner while I was but you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. A semi? It's like, it's just a physical response a and we don't need to yeah. be like, Oh, well, like it's a physical, it's a natural physical response and we're making a film about sex. So, so yeah. yeah. It's just a hard on. It's just
4: a hard on.
2: <laughs> and they're glorious. So I love, I love so many things about this movie, but I really love how you guys chose to highlight underrepresented people in our community, sex workers, older people, people of color, and I was just wondering about the thought process and how you guys came to that conclusion. What's what's behind that?
4: That was all Ryan. Take it away. Well, (laughs) uh, what,
3: Hmm. why did I, uh, well, as I told you, the whole thing was just inspired by me. You know, we were like, we were the writer and I were like, Oh, big picture. What's this? Idea? Well, let's find an idea, blah, blah, blah. I want to make it about four interconnected stories and both. And then I just happened to like, be like, Oh, one time this guy did this. And then a couple uh, weeks later we were like, wait, why don't we make a film just about that?
2: Mm-hmm. This
3: one little story. And then we started focusing in on it. And, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say I'm like a sex worker, but, um.
1: You're a hustler though. uh, Like we all are. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Come on now. We're all hustlers, baby. I mean. I've done, you know, I've done some things for money and I've done this art modeling and I'm an, I'm an actor, which is its fucking own version of sex work. So, um, (laughs) you know, it's like acting and prostitution are very, uh intertwined and I've always been super interested in like the you know like the film My Hustler from Andy Warhol and Trash mm-hmm. and Carnal all, the, all those Andy Warhol films about all those like male prostitutes and the oh, you yeah. know Robert Robert Mapplethorpe and all that stuff so that's kind of that's kind of um what went into that and then and then the choice to do the I mean the the idea of including an older male mm-hmm. um you know, it's like, like the real experience. I mean, part of what terrified me so much about the experience was I was with this older man and man, it was, he was just, lo- you know, so lonely, alone, alone in this little apartment, the Upper East Side. And it terrified me. Cause you know, mm. I thought like, maybe, what am I going to be like that someday? Or, you know, am oh, I wow. just making all this up and judging him? And I don't know anything about his life really. Like who am I to, am I to judge? And, um, you know, that's a that's a theme that definitely runs through Tennessee Williams work is like the older vulnerable man and like the rough trade, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so we want we wanted to, like, kind of touch on that. And then uh, the writer, Joey, it's just in, it's very important to him uh, to choose uh, to include underrepresented groups in his work and he wanted a. he wrote it for a black man to play and he wanted okay. a black man to play it and you know that's not what happened so in my experience but we were just being creative and uh we mm-hmm. keith was just uh the right guy for the part so <laughs> you know,
1: and i have to say he really to piggyback off what you're saying cody is they think he did represent different communities but it didn't feel forced in any way and it just felt so natural and I think the whole issue of aging the second time I love a film when you watch it two or three times you get different things out of it every single time and the second time around I saw different themes and the whole Mm -hmm. theme of aging from an escort aging out of escorting coming to we don't want to give too many themes away but To a, a man who's hiring an escort and talking about his former lover, it, the whole thing of aging came about a lot. And <clears throat> I love that you talk about it because it's kind of not—it's taboo to talk about aging in Hollywood in general. Yeah. And I well, say my age all the time, whether it's right or wrong. But
4: <laughs> yeah, well, like the three. I also- sorry, no. Go ahead.
3: Well, like the three levels of. Um, so it kind of have you ever seen the, the John Cassavetes movie Opening Night? Well, there's a play. Of course, so, so I'm putting like, it on it my list. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, a, it's my favorite acting general film nerd. Jenna, it's my favorite, my favorite film of all time. She's amazing. So it, I didn't do, I didn't directly uh, copy this or in it, but I mean, you know, it's in my subconscious. And in that film, there's an older female playwright. Jenna Rollins, who's a middle-aged actress, and then she starts hallucinating a seventeen-year-old version of herself. And I kind of took that structure, and I'm like, "There's the older male who's ordering the escort. There's me, who's not not middle-aged, but is not in like the you know is 25 anymore. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) moving out of the full bloom of youth. And then there's James Dean, who is forever young. Yeah, right." And so I really, you know, the, if in the film, the specter of James Dean is kind of like, he's obsessed with James Dean, he's kind of haunting him. And um, I, yeah, I wanted it to be about, because, you know, it's, it's difficult for me, like, you know, as I'm trying to level up with representation for my, my acting career, get more jobs. I mean, people literally say to me, um, you know, I'm 33. And if people say to me, people expect you to have what you have now
4: by, by 25. By
3: 25, wow. It's insane, it's insane. And I'm just like, I, it's Not so in it's, New
4: York. You know no, what, people
3: I, I, te- I, I, I know this is not a hard and fast rule, but like people in the industry literally tell me shit like this. And like, I'm a man, so I can't even yeah. imagine how it is yeah. for like anyone right. else. And, um, you know, and it's so cruel. Um, so I just, you know, so I'm keenly feeling this sort of like, motherfucker, did I just like, fuck my 20s and ruin my life and
4: ruin my no, shit at this? and you know, That's I'm not, the I, whole thing. I'm not saying you know? it's real, but, <laughs> right. I'm, but I'm saying these are thoughts that I have, and I wanted to that. That's that how, freedom. that's why our film is so punk rock, because it's, it's it's just like, all of the reality that is fucking New York, like... There's all this veneer that everybody wants to talk about. Oh, we're all doing these things and we're influencers or we're doing, I don't know what, but you know what? The vast majority of your people might be sucking a dick for a living, you know, like in New York City. If they're lucky, York- if they're lucky. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I York could City, I couldn't get a job I mean, like this. There's, there's so <laughs> I much. try. I, I mean <laughs> New York is New York is, a, New York is a character in this film, you know. Yeah. New York is it's about the Brooklyn. fact that they're so about, about gay kids, about gay kids. Like yeah, how many people that are gay LGBTQ kids that are without homes that are stuck in some bullshit drug, you know, whatever, you know, because how do you, you know, you can never find, you can never go home again. You know what I mean? And then that's the acceptance that you have to have. And that's a long motherfucking road to realize you can never go home again. And you have to figure out how to find your home within yourself and that's what this film was about, how to find your home within yourself, how to, how to accept what is that your parents hate you because you're gay, because you are doing something that isn't what society accepts, and to, that the ultimate forgiveness is the forgiveness that you give yourself. Fuck like everybody it's, else. Yeah, you know? and it's not
3: about it's not about blame either. Like I know many, I know so many people that are so resentful of the straight community and are so resentful of their families or the circumstances which they grew up in. What I wanted to show with the film is actually when you give in to blame, then consequences that you can't control in your own life happen. So I, I wanted to make it a, a sort of like a cautionary tale about like when you let resentment um con- you know control your actions like it leads to possibly tragic you know consequences so mm-hmm. yeah finding a home within yourself self reliance self efficacy like those are the those are the you know being your taking responsibility for your own life and becoming a real adult like those are the themes of the the film well
1: i love the film we can't say enough about it Uh, congratulations on it it is screening at is it the scene film festival in rhode island is that yeah it's
3: it's gonna be it's called it's pronounced scene uh film festival in rhode island it's gonna screen on october 14th and we just got into the indianapolis lgbtq <laughs> festival it's gonna I love it. they love us in the midwest baby um, and that's gonna screen in uh november 15th something like that so and then we have we have it out to a lot of other festivals and um i'm sure we'll we'll get some more acceptances and Iowa. real quick
1: if if people want to follow the film is there a way <laughs> to follow it a website or um, something? Or what's the best way
3: you can just follow my Instagram, which is at Ryan Shervanco. It's my name. just my name.
1: We'll that. And Rosie, how do we follow you?
4: I'm Rosie Soko.
3: Easy, Rosie breezy.
2: Soko. Yes. Sorry.
1: All right. Well, you guys got to see the film when it comes out. If you're going to be in Rhode Island, check out the Scene Festival on October 14th. Congrats. When's Indianapolis?
3: November 15th.
1: November 15th. I love it. And I bet Fabulous. you're just going to... Really excellent. Will you guys stick around though while we have yeah, you sure. to give some advice? One of the things we love to do on Tags Podcast is give sex and relationship advice.
2: I'm and we here. Ha-
1: <laughs> we had somebody write in. It's uh, he writes, "Hey guys, I'm 29 years old and I live in New York City. Okay, I started a new job earlier this year with a company, and I'm enjoying work for." For the most part, I'm 10 months into an an amazing monogamous relationship with my boyfriend, but I feel like I'm at a turning point in my life when it comes to relationships and friendships around me. Many of my friendships have evolved over the years, especially the ones I used to go out with regularly. My priorities and interests have changed a lot since my early to mid-20s. I don't party as much, nor frequently gay bars like i I used to the close (laughs) friendships i've had over the years are still intact but i don't find that our interests are the same as they once used to be i make a conscious effort to invite or include (laughs) them when it comes to plans but we're just never on the same page i need some of Advice on how to make new friends, preferably LGBTQ, while also respecting the boundaries of being in a relationship. And he signs best JB. He's a new listener to the show. Easy. (laughs) He's I
4: love it. it. I was like, oh shoot, what (laughs) am I gonna say? Listen, I'm older, like everybody's like I read all these things about people and they're like, I don't know how to make friends. I just don't know. Look, you know, you have to absolutely, like, if you're living in your own, like, if you're really, really being yourself, if you're free, I mean, you don't have something that's pulling you down. Even your own mind that's going, oh, I should do this. I should do that. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. Just be free, man. Like yeah. let your. I make. I. I, I shouldn't. I'm not going to tell you my age because hey, we don't age <laughs> shame here, so you can tell us. No, also. but I'm just trying to tell you, I make friends like they're going out. Like they're not going out of style. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, what if they're not as why? outgoing
1: as you, Rosie? You How do you play? Yeah.
4: Okay. Easy for okay. everybody? Because I'll it. A- I think that even if it's, if I'm not that outgoing, I'm so shy. I couldn't even speak in front of people until I was 25. Like really? I was, oh my God, you have no idea. I was fucking gay shamed. Like I was like, oh my God, you don't know what I went through. I went through hell. I was bullied to the nth degree. And so I couldn't speak in front of people until I was 25. And so how I went about it was having an excitement and a passion and just, you gotta let people in. You've Mm -hmm. gotta just (laughs) let, but you've gotta let yourself go. You can't just be holding on to like what you think you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing. Figure out what that means to you, not what people have been telling you. Okay. And,
1: and and to, to piggyback piggy my... off and to piggy back off of what you're saying, Rosie, and we say it all the time is hold on to your solidarity. Even if you get into yeah. a relationship with somebody, you mm-hmm. still have to hold on to who exactly you are. And,
4: person.
1: and the one thing I would say, I said an intention every day. One of my intentions that I, meditate on is to connect with those that come in contact and today i had a great experience with this turns out he was a hot masseur but <laughs> he was the person that i and he's going to be my new masseur and but you know there was no reason for us that we needed to chat but we connected and i talked and i do that with everybody i set that intention every day and you have to if you're in big cities or not put yourself out there and hold on to your solidarity too, even if you're in a relationship and don't be afraid. My other advice is to move on from friendships that aren't serving you anymore. Yeah, absolutely.
4: absolutely. We all get bored in this moment. I I really like when I heard that question, I was like, um, that's a big rite of passage for every single age that you go through when you're there and you're up in the club and you're like, Oh yeah. And you're trying to dance and you're like, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Why does this not feel the same way to me? Why am I bored by this? The, and, you keep doing it and you keep doing it, you keep doing it, you keep doing it. And then you're finally like, oh shit, I'm not <laughs> into this anymore. Just listen to yourself. Yeah, yeah the people that you're is- going to
3: meet. Yeah, the, I feel like the people he's going to meet after this stage are the really rich relationships.
2: Oh. The, I love because, that. Like, you
3: know it's like we all you know it's like we all do that that it's like your friends from college your friends in your early 20s then like uh mortality yeah. kind of hits and um uh, <laughs> you know and it, it, not, it, mortality. It, I mean,
4: not mortality <laughs> I'm
2: serious.
4: I but mean, that's always I at mean the back of our head it's it is it's it's behind true. everything you know so behind everything.
3: Like, and, then, and then once you get past that fear of like well if i let go of These people, am I not going to have any friends or whatever? It's like, I feel like the people you will meet by being yourself after that are the richer, deeper relationships that may last you, you know, many, many years. Um, And how to find them, literally just like... you know, what are you interested in? Craigslist.
4: I'm just Craigslist. kidding. <laughs> no,
3: no.
2: Um,
4: I'm just kidding.
2: I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I
3: meet a lot of
4: people.
2: There's a I killer need... on there, you guys. What's going on?
3: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but like not to be you know, it's like so many creative relationships and so many friendships have uh for me have been started on like grinder or scruff. And they not even that I hooked up with the person, it's just like I meet tons of people on there and um uh you know, it's like whatever your hobbies are, just like New York has an event or something for like every yes. hobby that exists. Every so it's like literally thing. just go to something that has to do with something you like and talk to it. somebody. That's it. And feel
4: yeah. alive and have fun. Yeah. Have wanna... fun, people. Just yeah, like fucking dance your fucking face off. I dance. love that. And have I'm going to come from a... From a fun. Completely it's okay. Different, we all came out of another with a fucking quarantine. I know. I know it's hard, but yeah. have fun. Have fun. Yes,
2: I agree. Try. Amazing. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna say include your your boyfriend or your partner as well. You. That's another yeah. option. You can totally take him with you and find your own identity as well. So uh, that's what I have to say
1: says the man with a boyfriend love it <laughs> <laughs> love it I don't, All don't right. I don't have a boyfriend or a
4: girlfriend so. <laughs> okay. oh oh oh. okay there- yeah actually rosie
1: single on the market right now yes no it's simple yes or no yes
4: i'm single, single. on the market
1: okay yeah, got yeah. it we'll list yours ryan are you single or are you partnered up we just gotta ask I've- i have a boyfriend Ah, oh, of course you do okay. but
4: he's- we're open
1: <laughs> oh
0: we're not like emo- we're
3: not like emotionally open
1: but we you <laughs> are open
3: yeah we're open
1: the legs open okay it could happen I- Psst. got a sex conundrum need another take on how to handle it in the bedroom or in the alleyway well ask tags need some advice regarding your relationship He's perfect, but again, we got you. DM us for some solicited sex or relationship advice and listen to our advice on an upcoming Tags podcast. Sometimes you just need a fresh perspective and objective ears. DM us on Instagram at Tags Podcast. We got you. And lastly, Cody, are we having them play our last favorite game? Uh, yeah. You I'm going to let you, the,
2: you go ahead and describe what the game is. So it's Straight Up Gay Porn, Thirst, tra- <sighs> thirst Trap Recap. If you guys want to click to the chat Yay. portion of it and click on it and look and see who you, who you pick for your favorite Thirst Trap of the week. We do this every week. We play okay. this game. Hey. So love and you, it. Have to, you have to descriptively describe why... Uh, who the person is and why you picked them, basically. Because we get this show gets repackaged for an audio podcast as well. Um, while they're looking, I'm going to start. So I was going to... Uh, I was going to not pick this person, but it's just a video of Nico Kupa. He's in a beautiful green room mm. with all of these beautiful... Plants and flowers and things of that nature, and but he's on his knees, on all fours, with his butt shaking in the air, and I thought, how could I not pick this man? So, I uh, uh, that is my pick. All right, pick. <laughs> good one. And they and they are both looking at this list like, wow, yeah, <laughs> in so much awe of all of these pictures, and I love. Well, it. we have oh, definitely
1: okay. good job. Does That's somebody I'm- have somebody or?
3: I found a hairy
1: guy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Look at everything. Oh. Well, then I'll go while you're still looking. Oh,
4: my gosh.
1: I know. You know, I discovered one that I've never heard of before. He goes by Los Rios or at Uncut Lock. Uncut Lock, L-O-C. He's Mexican. So a shout out to my Hispanic Heritage Month. I am Mexican-American. He's Mexican. So he is in the video. Los Rios is fucking one of those i guess it's a rubber silicon ass and the best part of it he has a beautiful dick the best part of it is his eyes are going behind his head as he's apparently ejaculating into it and i'm living for that moment because it's so hot and i had to replay it like 10 times (laughs) And then get okay, I'm going
4: for nice. Nika Koopa. <gasps> okay, Koopa. Yes,
1: honey, because I, got another I
4: love black men. I just, I just think they're so incredible <laughs> and beautiful. And I don't know. I, I, I think his dick is beautiful. I love his hair. I love everything about him. That's, well, actually,
2: that's actually Elijah Zane. Because oh, wait, on are the you bottom. sure? Yes. Yes. Right. I know. Eli- I know Elisha Zane. I've seen her, both say, several oh, videos wait. and he's been it.
4: <laughs> oh, you're right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. But yeah. <laughs> she was too excited about her pick. I mean, I, I would be too, but cause I saw that I one. That was my I, number I, two. I like the,
4: also, I like the, I like the shot, you know, like I think it's a beautiful photograph of that person.
1: Um, as a good cinematographer,
3: I love it, (laughs) (laughs) Ryan. We got a couple seconds. I mean, it's not
4: about the dick, okay? (laughs) Or or is it?
3: I'm gonna go with uh Cole Connor. He's oh, oh, he's doing
4: this, Cody. I want to look at
3: who he is. I know helicopter (gasps) dick video or something. He's like swinging his dick around with a helicopter. I'm going with him because, um. Like, I really like his build. Um, mm-hmm. and he's he's muscular, but not uh, like too muscular. And he's beefy, but not too beefy. And then he has some tats, but not too many tats. <laughs> mm, he's, he's, uh, he's those are all really attractive things. He's, kind, he's kind of
2: hard.
4: you like moderation. He I'm it. here for it.
3: <laughs> and, uh, and he's hairy, and I, I like hairy guys so because
4: i like hairy guys too (laughs) great
3: descriptions you guys what i like most is being
2: oh hey
4: okay (laughs) Am I alone?
2: No, you're not.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Once again, thank you so much for playing along. We really appreciate it. And everybody watching this show gets repackaged. Thanks to Ryan (laughs) Chervanko, director and lead actor in the film Last Call, and the cinematographer, editor Rosie Soko. We love you so much. We will list your. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, we'll list. We'll keep up with the film and congratulations on it. It really is an impactful film i i'm so glad i watched it twice thank you so much thank you thank you yeah absolutely one more time how can we follow you ryan
3: uh, you can follow me at Ryan Stravanko on Instagram, but I also have this other company called adult film, which is not a porn company. I know we're all just obsessed with porn. We got all excited. I was but like, man, where, where? It's, 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 There's it's, hairy um, men on there too.
1: What? Not but not too much hair, but a little bit of hair. And-
3: <laughs> it blends, it blends theater performances and film screenings. So we have like a film and theater festival and it's adult. It's at adultfilm.nyc NYC on Instagram
2: so fabulous yeah
1: we'll list that on it on the uh, tagspodcast.com. and one more time rosie at rosie soko on instagram rosie soko love Good. it thank you follow cody maurice dog he's a life coach at kmd coaching or at mr more and follow us at tags podcast thanks guys thank always guys. continue thank having thank hot. you for having us thanks having us
2: thank
1: you